Welcome to the Out of Ashan podcast. Today we're going to be talking about this topic of stars. You know, we had a wonderful discussion this past week about stardom, being a star. This what's the this infatuation with being seen by many. You know, I, I remember when my daughter was younger. I asked her, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" She said, "A star. I want to be famous." You know, it sometimes it's an internal struggle um, because sometimes you're you've been raised, you've been cultured to not want to seek. But it seems like in today's society, that's all that's being directed. That everybody is pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing to be seen by many. You know, so I, I love the illumination that you gave this past week in, in the concept of stars. So I wanted you to share that with our audience today about that, that you know, that revelation that you you so eloquently uh, gave to me, so to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, you look at Genesis. I've been studying the book of Genesis and we're doing our Nexodus series. So whenever you have a chance to check it out on the podcast, it's sort of intertwined with Out of Ashan, but it's a, a segmented piece that the Most High uh, placed on our heart to begin to go through the first five books, some referred to as the Torah, and begin to really understand and understand what is happening in these years of the return. So we call it Nexodus. You know, you have the book of Exodus. We're going to go through the whole book of Genesis, give a synopsis, walking through each portion, five chapters at a time. And as I was doing some of my study, I was thinking through this whole concept of stars and who uh, was the light bearer. Lucifer was the son of the morning. So in in Genesis chapter one, it says in the beginning, the most high created the heavens and the earth. And then in verse two, it says the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the deep. And the language, um, the Hebrew language in some of the words would connotate that there was some sort of uh, existence of, of life. And then it dissipated and became void. And then the most high sort of regenerated. And you see this cycle of regeneration constantly from um, Genesis one through uh, three, the fall when Satan was able to deceive Adam and Eve and 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 was able to coax her or was able to convince her of her divine nature and saying, you, of course, you can be like God. And what does that mean? What is where that's the root? That is the root of a lot of this idea of stardom a.k.a. vanity, right? You have um, magazines that say Vanity Fair. So vanity, what is vanity? What what does that, ide- um, that idea and intention cause in one's soul? It's a yearning for um, to tap into the divine nature. Uh, and that's what Satan was able to deceive her with because he himself had that thought. Isaiah talks about it in Isaiah 14. That he got a glimpse into what I believe that Genesis 1 verse 2 um, dichotomy of the earth was without form and void, that that was the time period in spirit space that Satan uh, was thrown from the, the highest heavens or the higher dimensions of the spirit space and went into the lower areas i.e. the earth realm, so forth and so on. And that energy of him wanting to be the most high. He said, I will be like the most high. So, you know, the the famous song, Lucifer, son of the morning. Lucifer was an I He wanted to be the 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 king. He wanted to be God. He wanted to be the most high. And he just the the scripture said he just thought it. Soon as that temptation came to him, 
he was kicked out. So him being kicked out, he saw that the Most High created man in his own image and had a form of the Most High's presence and yeah. being in them. So what did he do? He wanted to get into. He wanted to get in on that. <laughs> I'm going to tap into that. You coming into this realm and 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 and, and it mixed them. So that ideology was passed down, whether it be from Adam the fall, and then you have Noah cleansed through the earth. Um, and, and there's so much information out there outside of the Bible that shows that there was a major flood on the earth that you could do the research on for yourself. Then after that, you go through another cycle and then you start again with Abram. And then you see these cyclical shifts like we're seeing right now in our world where, you know, people are concerned about 2030 and, and climate change and global warming because we keep going against the elements and so forth and so on. It's the same story human beings have continued to do. So when you go into this and what is the root of that? The root of it is vanity or everybody wants to be a star. So we've created TikToks and we've created uh, Facebook. Instagram, all of these different avenues through which people get to show themselves. But the problem is not necessarily in the device or in the application, but it's what it's highlighting within the human anatomy, which is the the same concept that Satan got us in the beginning with through our ancestors. Mm. You can be the the Thank one. You. you can be the one. And that's the entryway through which vanity or this idea of wanting to be a star or an idol. Whenever you say, oh, I want an idol, that is the the worst thing you can do is to have mm-hmm. idolatry. And Satan knows that. So that's why he, being the God of this world, has convinced the nations to become idolatrous in the way that they operate. Like you can be God. But, but if you look at it logically, it can never be because none of us stay in this realm forever. So you can't be the one. You can't create anything. None of us have created rocks. None of us have, have created um, a tree. Water, nothing. <laughs> you can't even create the next minute. You don't know what's going to happen. As much technology and advancement we say we've done and have, how much power do we really have if we're supposed to be gods? So that's the deception that Satan's already set for judgment for. And his physical... Um, Annihilation is on his way, but he's trying to deceive as many as he can to come into that framework. Because once you live by that sort of mindset, then you're constantly going to be vulnerable and at the um, the mercy of the people or the mercy of what whoever you're being idolatrous toward. You know, you you said a couple of things, and I and I just compounded two words. But remember the the music show American Idol. Yeah. And so you can see the concept or even just the industry of entertainment because you can be such, you can be glorified so much going through this this, this process mm-hmm. and we will make you an American Idol because they understand celebrityism, the athletes, everybody who's on this, what we call the television, on the media outlets, they control the minds of the people. Mm-hmm. In one of Beyonce's songs, it, it, in her recent show, it says, she said that he who controls the mind controls the people. Immediately. Yeah. If you control you control the media, you control it, you control how people think, how people move, mm-hmm. how people understand. This is why fashion, uh, what is the things we yearn for? It's a subtle but not so subtle way of programming us because they, they constantly show you these imageries. And those imageries, what? We see them in our eyes, right? And that's the your eyes are, are the gateway to your internal. Mm-hmm. And then these are the different things we begin to think about. 
So when Romans talks about the imagine, vain imagination, mm -hmm. what is it? What is it speaking about? Because it's the thoughts and the things we allow in that are they're natural to us, but they're unnatural in the realms of spirit according to the precepts of the Almighty, mm -hmm. because they're not in alignment. Mm -hmm. They're going against who he is and what we're supposed to do. So when you always have the me first mentality, you're acknowledging that you don't need your maker. You don't need your creator. You have the power to do all things. You can do it on your own. You can pull your own self up. But as you just mentioned, the pivotal things in life that you need to survive, you can't create it. Mm -mm. You're dependent on nature to survive food. You can't make food, mm -hmm. even though they try to do it. The GMOs, mm -hmm. cloning of animals, mm -hmm. water. They're trying to find ways to make money, even though water is the most uh, abundant resource on the planet. But it's in places and it's in phases where you can't drink it and survive. Remember what you talked about with remember what you talked about with water. You should bring that up because some people don't have any clue. Um, you know, when we were younger, you're talking about the Avion and Avion. We, we, we worked in 7-Eleven, <laughs> and I, we used to think I was. I thought you used to think it was weird back in the early 90s. First of all, when you're, you used to stock the shelves, we're like, who buys water? Because you can just open a tap. So who was purchasing Avion and all these Xperia, all these expensive waters? And then now look at our lives. Bottled water is standard. When we were growing up, we used to go outside and play all day and drink from the hose that sat outside that had spiders and bugs <laughs> all through it. But we didn't care. Just we rinse that joint out for us. We just needed to be refreshed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we drank the water mm -hmm. <laughs> to quench our thirst. But today, folks are like, oh, that's nasty. But you can tell from the dust we came, from the dust we returned, all, it, it didn't kill us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we didn't get any parasites. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. We're part of the earth. And that's the thing that people yeah. have um, put us in that, in this compartmentalized false reality that actually causes you to become sick because then your body isn't adjusting to the natural environment. So you said something really powerful that I wanted to circle back. And those were the key phrases. If you look in Genesis three, Satan was hidden with you. You won't die if you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And we talked a little bit about that in uh, one of our previous podcasts about that knowledge based gnosis, knowing the enlightened ones, the the, mm. the 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 secrets, the the secret knowledge and the Gnostics and all these different patterns and ideas of having the information being the one, the the illuminated one, the enlightened one. And what did it say? It says, and when she saw that the fruit was good for food, she did partake. She saw, it went through the eye gate, as you said. And what we're, we're scrolling, all we're doing is what? That's where we're getting this ADD, ADHD sort of culture of click and grab, click, click, move fast. That's a conditioning so that you, you don't have the ability to process, to critically think. You just take in because ultimately it's going to make you feel or appear as if you are a God or as if you're on top of your game or so forth. And, so. and, and like I said earlier, being like in the image of the father, you're going to be great. You already great. Anyway, you already passed that. So you don't need to prove that to anybody. The fact that you're here after nine months of going through all that you've gone through and your, your heart's beating, you're, you're, you're alive. You can comprehend, you can move. You already a star. So when you try to go outside of the knowledge of the most high that's already built in you, that's where you fall into error because now you're outside of the source. 
So it's a really slick way Satan will try to come in and maneuver the the uh, or people um, who are wicked will come in and try to maneuver your your self esteem to make you feel a certain way so that they can get you to what now they they attached vanity or this idea of being God or being dependent or being on your own and getting your own to materialism. So now you've interfaced materialism with the idea of being victorious or being prosperous or being rich or being successful. So success now is based on gaining material. Where did that concept come from? So where did that? So once you go back to the root of everything, then you can pull the stronghold out. You can see where it is. And then you know how to maneuver. The materialism came from this idea of consumption. I want to take over. So when you go back into earlier, just let's use America, earlier times, it was to to take someone's land. We just celebrated, first they used to call it Columbus Day, then it went to Indigenous Day, and then on your campus they called it... Um, Mental Health Day. <laughs> you see it? You see you see, it went back Mental to spirit space. Mental health day. That's what make you go mentally insane because you're outside of your framework. If you've been created to do something, you're out of water, you're out, you're fish out of water or you're out of your framework. It's going to be self-destruction automatically. And they understand that. So that's why the marketing and everything pushes you into that space so that you can't be in your right mind to be able to operate because you want to be God. And that's what they know. Satan knows if I can get them to be like what I did, they're going to be in the same situation as me. So that principle reverberates past time, past physical forms and the way it may show up in different ways. If you go to the root of it, there's like you said, American Idols. There's another show, I think, called American Gods. You see this 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 ebb and flow of materialism that has been attached to vanity. So now it's like if you you get you the top dog if you got the the newest Maserati da 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 da. da. Now you you're attaching if a person you see somebody driving a Maserati is a sight and she saw that it was good. Oh, I need to get with him because he making six figures. Oh, I need a, you have no idea what, how, who, where, why, but because the vanity is attached to self image, self identity, pulling you from pulling your chains through a material. Which is coming from the earth that the Most High said you're a caretaker of. See how the Most High operate? Most High gave you everything you need. He said you can eat from all this, but don't eat right there. Don't try to get your own knowledge. I already kicked him out. If you try to get your own knowledge, it will only produce death. And what does it do? Everything's producing death. This technology, what does it do? Produce death. Cancers are higher than ever. Everything. You can't even drink water and you're afraid. Because and do you drink it from plastic? What is plastic? Plastic is oil. What does that produce? Death. <laughs> we got these computers. We got our. We got the planes. What is that to produce? Radiation, all sorts of craziness. The music and frequencies we listening to, like you said earlier, what does it produce? Death. This is a serious and, situation. And, and, the, and the sad thing is, we, we've been told about this. Uh, we, we've been we've been warned. Mm-hmm. We've been educated. Mm-hmm. Many levels, depending on what where you come from, how you see it. Music people have mentioned the vibrations, the undertones, what they call 808, and how people respond. Mm-hmm. Composers, they study this stuff mm-hmm. because they understand the spirit and how it blends into the natural. Mm-hmm. And you see how we as people 
respond when those things take place. Mm-hmm. It's scientific. You know. Science people have studied this. Mm-hmm. But one of the questions I want to ask you is this unsanctionable desire, mm. because when we look at God created everyone, created all things mm-hmm. in his image. We understand the fall and how the enemy, the prince of this world, has come to distract and knock us off course. How do we find our way back? Because I liken it to food. As we mentioned in previous podcasts, the food that's bad for you tastes the best. (laughs) Based on the palate that we have. Mm -hmm. So how is it? Because one thing that's very difficult in the lives of individuals is to have discipline, is to restrict yourself because of the mental and the physical toll that takes place. It's very difficult. But how can we as individuals reverse the course and begin to not, even though we're in this matrix, we're in this world, we see it all around us, how do you separate yourself in order so you're you're back in alignment and out of the ways of the enemy. If you can speak a little bit to that. Yeah. Um, you look at first, uh, first Peter gives a, a great synopsis. He said, you are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. First of all, is understanding your identity, knowing who you are, getting yourself above the trinkets or the material or materialism uh, and things that you feel or they have trained us to think makes you who you are. You're, you are great without any title, without any success or any of those things. You are great by itself. Stand alone because that's really important. Self-identity, self-love um, and not self-love in the narcissistic or in self-love in an idolatrous way. But understanding that I, I am fearfully and wonderfully created. Once you understand the root, understanding is important. And then acknowledgement, understanding and then acknowledging, hey, I understand the way this world is. I understand how things have been set up and now I know how to maneuver through it. So let's do a case in point. I'll use myself as an example. I worked in the music space for many years, still do. But as these things and before I got into it, I understood certain things. But I was going in and thinking, oh, I can move this way and this way and I don't have to touch this, but I can move over here and do this. And to a degree, it seemed like it was working. And then I began to see beyond the veil a little bit more and say, oh, if I keep going in this route, I'm not going to come out the way I think it's going to work out. It's going to turn out tough. So I had to make a tough decision and say, hey, I'm going to turn the other way and maneuver myself in the paths of righteousness and then see how the most I can help me get back in alignment to where he called me to. That particular journey opened up a whole nother door and a whole nother realm in my life where I had to look deeper beyond myself and realize that some of the stuff that I was dealing with, the vanity I was dealing with was passed down, not only passed down from um, siblings and friends and and, co- and colleagues or just uh, some of the people when we grew up, remember how we used to take our boots off, like you said, and <laughs> wear some flip flops so we don't put any creases in our boots or when we lifted up one of our cousins because he had the, uh, the Nike, what do you call them, the Reebok, Reebok pump. pumps. He came in the church, Reebok punks came in the bathroom. We was like, oh my gosh, you got the punks. We was lifting him up. All of us lifted dude up off the ground and was <laughs> worshiping him. More excited about the material. Why? Because what it represented, it was identity. It was class. It was like, man, we we the popping ones. We, we lit swag or we out. swag, whatever term we use, right? So you have all of that happening and you then you, you, you get to have a chance to acknowledge like, wow, I was living in idolatry. 
see confession first, like to overstand where that's coming from. So as I began to dig deeper into it, I was like, hold on, but that where did I learn that from? I know I learned it from my peers to a degree, but where did that come from? Society, yeah, but society, what you learn is usually in the home. So I had to go into my home life, what I could remember. And I started realizing, I remember as a young child, my mom used to travel all the way to New York from D.C. on a subway to go get clothes and go get all kind of shoes and dresses and all kind of stuff. And I began to think through like, wow, this materialism goes deeper than I think. It goes into my bloodline. It goes into my family tree, which I'm sure all of us, if we dig a little deeper, we can figure that thing out. And and listen, I'm still for dressing nice and looking cool and all that stuff. But because my identity is in place, then you can tap into vain spaces without it consuming you. See, that's the key. The, the most I loves to adorn us. What did Joseph have? He had a coat of many colors. He had um Solomon decked in gold from Ophir, like the, the the even the woman she gets her drapery, her clothing in Proverbs thirty one from tapestry from all across the world from the seventh. So we we're good at the the most high wants to give us the fine things, but nothing above him. So that idolatry piece is the key is to to breaking this is confession, understanding, and acknowledgement. Like wow, I have been idolatrous. I have put other gods before the Most High, and I need to repent of that and help and ask Him to help me see those areas of my life where those things are still seeping in. So then I can realign. And I promise you, I see it in my own life now. Then you get this power once you're over materialism and you see things as just being what it is. It's just different forms of the earth, and it's just a car. You may have an amazing car, but at the end of the day, um, you're going to get to point B in a Maserati. I can still get to point B in a Toyota. So in principle, it's it is it's all the same thing. Now, different fields and how you like that's that's I'm, it's all good. But when it becomes idolatry. And when we be, we begin to think we better than other people, like you said, or you think you are something because of a material, that's when you're actually just delusional because it's just not real. It's not it, the, the dollar isn't forever. This fiat currency can't last forever. So if if you're building everything, whether it be your legacy and all these things on anything else other than your connection to the most high and how he made you and what he has made you for, you're in vanity. That's the purest form of vanity. And when you live in an illusion, when the reality hits, then it's a whole different ballgame. So you have to ask yourself, if the reality that I know right now was to shift in any way where we couldn't get on these podcasts, (laughs) if we couldn't call, if we couldn't go to the grocery store or whatever, these are times that if you can see is approaching us and are you ready? And we see that cycle in scripture. He was telling um, a lot. Hey, look. Solomon Gomorrah is about to go down because of the things they keep doing. I'm going to have to clean this out. The earth was responding to like, yeah, we're going to clean them out. We're sending this. We're doing this. We're doing that. I'm, I'm making it seem as personifying the most high in the earth, going against the rebellion to reset it to what the most high already had from the beginning. So if we start getting back to Eden, getting back to the way the most high already said it, you're going to be OK. But Lot couldn't see it. Lot was Lot was going to offer up his children like we all do at times. Right. We offer up our children thinking that put him in this and making them do this is going to actually um, push them further along. But if we pull it back a bit and really look at it, are we actually giving our children over to the lie if we don't have the awareness? So like my daughter, 
And like all of us, we have our daughters in school or our, uh, or our children in different. Po- you ha- the education comes from home. You teach them about themselves so they don't get caught up with friends and thinking like they have to have the latest this or latest that to prove who they are. And I love that about uh, my daughter at the stage as she's in high school, that she has such a strong sense of herself that she can go into any situation and not be falter but yes she loves fashion she'd be dressing nice she do certain even when she get eyelashes i'm like you're too young to be getting eyelashes but she says and i would always ask her are you doing that because you feel you're not beautiful or are you doing that because you like the way it makes you at least having those type of conversations with her so she's like no i know i'm beautiful i just like this da, da, da. all right cool the key in that right there is just balance right you see the closet co we all we all dress nice we always been nice dresses that's that's what we love we love fashion all that stuff, but it don't control me. I can wear flip flops and walk in anywhere and still be popping in my mind. <laughs> so, 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 so you, you bring up a good point because I know this is something that I've, I've I've wrestled with, but I always thought of. But this is why the intent is always uh, important because just as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you, 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 we talk about fashion, right? When we were growing up and playing in a band, we would see the bands even secular bands who there were the fashionistas you like they didn't come out unless <laughs> they were dripped down from head to toe but then you had the bands who just cared about the music who if it's pajamas shorts it didn't matter they just came to play because of love so we saw it and we learned that as a young age it was like mm-hmm. whether i wear this or that it doesn't matter but we never found ourselves like oh man we ain't got nothing to wear i can't go so that tells us now that when you're so bound by that that thing is a crutch now you have an issue because like me personally, I don't mm. buy anything that I can't give away. If I can't give it away, mm. I won't put myself in that pressure point because it's like, oh, I will I will value it at a high level. So once you get to that point where, oh, I spent so much money, I just can't give it away. Oh, you idolize it now. Now that that's a crutch. That's an issue. Because well, you win, exactly. got you. You don't even so, know it got you. It's mm-hmm. a, you got it's a crutch. If mm-hmm. I can't give it away, I don't want it. So this is why even like accepting gifts and things of that nature. I'm this type of person. You can give me a gift. I will have it for three, four, five years. Somebody sees it. Oh, you do that. That's true. He actually does that for real. I hold on to this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I have gifts. They be mad as a bug. Like, cool. I get it to you. Somebody else needed it more than me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I want them in advance. Don't buy me gifts. Because if I need it, I'll get it myself. If, if it's something that you give me and, and I can use it, like like back in the day, if it's a tie, you know I wear suits, boom, I'm going to wear it. But if you buy me something that's totally mm-hmm. outside of me, it's just going to collect <laughs> dust. You waste your time. <laughs> so know who you're dealing with because, once again, that could be I've, – I've had people give me this uh, – what do you call that stuff? Designer clothing. I'm like, I don't wear mm. this stuff. So it just sits there. But But, once again, you have to understand who you are and also understand what crutches are because – this may not be something my mm-hmm. uh, vice. It could be something else. But whatever it is that we put there that takes precedence and it captivates our mind and our whole being. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my daughters about makeup. I know grown adults mm. who don't leave the house. Three, four times a day. Home. Like they won't even go That's to the, the next room unless they touch up. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. They won't do it, you know. So, so if you have to go to that level of extent, you know there's a root issue, something going on. And then even you touched on things when we even talk about um, vain or we talk about material like high price, like cars and stuff like that. But there's also an issue on the reverse spectrum. There are people who have grown up in the idea that the little they have is going to be taken away. 
and they become like um, hoarders or they hold mm -hmm. on to stuff because of fear. And then fear is also an issue is fear because now you don't have faith that your needs will be met or so you, you're mm. everything you get, you, you grab on real tight. You, and then this is how you become stingy. You don't share. You don't come from a giving heart because you mm. believe that this little thing is going to be taken away from you. So it's not that you're vain, mm. but you, your imagination is vain because it's in your mind, your mind. So you see how on all different spectrums. Mm. Yeah, you see how all different spectrums, You we can all be at fault. So this is why we, took, we look in Corinthians where it says, let every man examine himself. This is why you have to have that solitude, mm. that peace, that time of reflection. I have conversations with myself daily. Everything I do, for the most part, I always want to question, okay, why is that? Why did I do that? Why did I make mm. that decision? Where did that come from? That seems a little strange because it keeps you in a perspective. Or you can ask another person, what do you feel about this? Because you're kind of getting outside of yourself to see yourself from an outside vantage point to say, hmm, are you off here? That idea, where did that idea come from? And then you start to dig in deeper to be like, oh, like you, how you mentioned, you, you made the connections from your mom mm -hmm. or you can make the connections from your dad. I just had a conversation with my dad the other day about um, a decision I made and I referred it back to it was a decision similarly that he would make. Mm. And I asked him, why would you make that decision? And it tied to childhood. It tied to so many different factors, but I saw as an example. Mm. And I was like, ah, I got that from you because I seen the way you move. So I thought that was the best way to move, but I'm realizing I was off. <laughs> so you tap into. But the key thing is self-awareness. Mm, we got to be aware of everything mm. we do, how we move how we feel and and this whole idea of this this concept of social media now people are reflecting and they're also getting a lot of their influences from fears and for and from venues and mediums that don't even serve their mm. best interest they're actually working against you because we don't know what from what foundation they're drawing upon and if we know if we're saying that the enemy comes as a star comes as this mm. light this illusion they're showing us visions through the television, they're showing us so many different uh, pictures and glimpses of things that we shouldn't even be aspiring. We shouldn't even be mm. salivating. We shouldn't even desire. This is totally outside of our element. But these are things we got to do as people and as individuals. Examine ourselves. Understand why is it that we do what we do? Why we say what we say? Why we live the way we live? Why? And then examine where that came from, where that influence come from, and decipher whether or not this influences a mm. God or the devil. And a lot of the much patterns easier. we constantly find ourselves in, like women would ask or even men, but I hear women say it more often, why I keep attracting this type of man? Why do I keep attracting? Listen, the, the universe is built off of attraction. And I'm not going to get into law of attraction and all that stuff. There is truth to those principles, but I'm specifically tying into the way human beings are operating from a spiritual space. Everything you're doing is emitting a certain level of a frequency or a type of um, um, energy that is going from you from thought process. So like we're talking on the farm about bees and how to attract native uh, pollinators. They said put sugar water in there in the hive and it will attract bees after some time. How does the bee know? How does, does it, is it smelling it? How does it know that a beehive is there and that it should come there? However, the most high created the universe and most people have done the science or have done the understanding and the, and the ways of the most high and have 
put it into a, a science where they can manipulate and maneuver the environment through these realities of study and so forth and so on. And in most cases, when people do it, it's about what control, which is coming from an insecure space of trying to be the most high, which you can never be. Like we keep trying to conquer, we keep trying to do, and you never actually uh, accomplish it. <laughs> you you don't accomplish it because you can't conquer the earth. Mm-hmm. You you can take control of it for quite some time and you can manipulate it and have people, you know, have a set of rules. Like right now we have a set of rules, but that's coming from one group of people's thought process. And we've been living under that for so long, but you see it fragmenting and breaking apart at this moment because the more information is being revealed and the most high is moving in a different way. So then the earth is responding and the earth is moving in a different way. So people are responding. So you're having all these different things going on. So to circle back to why do I keep attracting these type of people? Ultimately you, what you see, your perception is a reflection of your internal um, perspective, how you see things. Although most people, like you said, don't take the time to try to understand why they do what they do, how they do what they do. If you're not willing to do that, you are never going to be free from these cycles and it will become a, a, a possession of you. It will possess you because it starts in levels, mm-hmm. obsession, suppression, depression, possession. That And each level can have different periods mm. of time. It can happen generationally. It can happen through a family. It can be passed down. I'm just like my mom. Like uh, Zoe Black got a song. If my mom had the issue and her mother had the issue, I probably got that issue, y'all. That's a, a passed down effect. They call them generational tendencies or generational curses or generational. Mm-hmm. You, you're, everything you've learned is coming and stemming from somewhere else. And then they got it from somewhere else. And then they got it from the cultural system. So if you're willing to take that deep dive, it's work. But if you're willing to take that dive, you're going to free yourself and then be able to catch your patterns, your mental patterns, your thought processes, your loops, your um, ideologies that have been conditioned through different experiences, environments, context, so forth and so on. And then you can shift it for a new environment. Like my dad had diabetes and I I reckoned to myself that I'm going to eat properly. I changed my palate because through all the Cheetos we used to remember, we used to go to 7-Eleven and we we used to get Mm. Cool Ranch chips and dump nacho cheese and chili in it. Oh, my. That was so good. I'll do that right now if y'all play with me. That joint was was and it'd be soggy, too. You just be. We used to get it every morning when I used to skip school, middle school. We used to walk to uh, Charles Carroll. For those in the D.C. area, Charles Carroll from Glen Ridge, we used to walk up 450. It'd take about an hour long. Me and my friend Oscar, we used to walk and we'll cut through neighborhoods, but we'll always stop at the 7-Eleven, which was halfway through and buy a chili cheese um, Cheeto with Cool Ranch. So no, that's good. Now nah, it's legit. It's legit. You got to. So that's the balance. Right. But because I started eating more healthy and living foods, it changed my palate. So like squash and anything tastes good to me now. And some of that happens when you get older because you're thinking you're going to die or you're trying to be more healthy and da da da. But mine started a little bit early. I just understood the concepts like I don't want to pass down this diabetes. I don't want to trigger that cell or trigger that. So I started eating properly and making sure that I exercise. 
am I in the tip top shape? No, but I still stay active and make sure that my body is maneuvering properly so that all the functioning and the blood is moving through my body. I went to go get my test. They say I'm not even a pre-diabetic. I'm nowhere near it. So I reversed the curse. Now that doesn't have to be in my family bloodline anymore. So just like it happened physically and a lot of physical diseases are tied to mental and spiritual realities as well. 100%. So once you understand that all of that runs together, just like the sugar water idea with the with the bees, you can fix your own problems or you can realign yourself because you have the nature of the most high. You've just been suppressed to think that you are God. That's a suppression that's actually making you weaker as opposed to understanding, oh, I'm within the most high. He fearfully, wonderfully made me and he gave me the power and I can do whatever I want to do because I'm his child. That's a devil or people can't maneuver you no more after that. Once you die to materialism, our savior taught us what? I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Peter taught us, or first John taught us all that's in the world. Just so you understand it at the base root principally is lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. Once you understand those three things and you're able to maneuver it because it's going to show up in maybe a percentage here, 3% there, 20% there, 80% there in any situation. And you've taught yourself to be calm and and solitude, like you said, and be able Mm -hmm. to posture yourself to slow down the moment. As opposed to letting it come to you so fast, like on Instagram. No, if you slow it down, bring it under control, bring it under, he said, bring every thought captive. Sometimes it takes weeks, sometimes it takes hours, sometimes it takes months to bring certain thoughts under subjection, depending on how enticing it is. You get control over that thought. Man, my life is at peace right now, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace. And it's not based on anything physical anymore. And I needed that in order to where the Most High has taken us because he's building us for the land that he's preparing for us. I have family members coming to me that I never thought asking me, I heard you went back to the garden. Can we can we work on trying to get citizenship, too, as well? Can we? Mm -hmm. Because they realize and the, the seeds are waking up that we have to get out of idolatry. We have to get out of the idolatrous lands. He said, be. Come out from among them, be ye separate. And uh, it starts here first. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. Have no fear for atomic energy because none of them can stop the time. Meaning they can't control the environment. They can't control the environment. But when you give over to the power, you become powerful because they said you're powerful. Oh, you're powerful because you're making this amount of money. You you talk to me about the students at Howard, like everything they're tied to is like money, 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 money. Fiat currency. Look up what fiat currency means. F-I-A-T. Go look it up so you can help break that stronghold. So then when you're getting money, you're getting money from the positive space. You're getting it from a the intention is right. You're, you're mm-hmm. wanting to heal. You're wanting to be of value. And that's what your worth should come from. Not because you're able to amass from a pirating sort of a perspective and a consumer materialistic way of doing things. And I had to fight through that living in the Los Angeles or Los Angeles, living in this environment and being able to say, oh, you can be in, but not of. You can still be dope and still be interactive, but not be bound to it. That actually gives you more power because most people just bow to the beast, as you can see, like grown men bowing to other men and bowing to uh, what happened. What happened to us? Idolatry. That's what idolatry does. That's what vanity does. Because it's all vain at the end of the day. And it's going to make you go insane. Mm -hmm. 
Like in the days of Noah, the Savior said, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man is going to be revealed or when the times are changing the end of an age, end of a time in, in Matthew 24. So I've been studying that quite a bit. And he was talking about there's going to be the earth is going to be showing you signs as well. Rumors of wars, which we just saw and we're seeing right now there in the Middle East, um, pestilence in 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 in, in diverse places, diverse places, meaning places that don't normally get it, like the flooding that's happening in New York. But I also read that in the indigenous ways of that New York area, it was there's a lot of rivers and stuff. And plus there's water there. So it wouldn't be surprising that New York would be flooding. But if it's starting now, guess what? That's just seed level. That means it's only going to get worse. So most people, because we're caught up in brainwash and vanities, we will stay in that environment. Lot, get out of that environment. Now, does it mean you got to leave New York? No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying, or at some point you may have to, but my point is first you got to leave here. Everything starts here. Start here. Begin to detox. Pull yourself away from whatever it is like. You have to make up the choice in your mind. You're an adult. You're a, you're a human being. Even if you're not an adult by age, if you're a young person listening you have autonomy over your own thoughts, regardless of what they say or how it makes you feel. Because that feeling is so strong, like you said earlier, Cole. It's so strong. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get on TikTok. I even have to maneuver how I operate in that space. Um, but you you have to acknowledge, first of all, where you're at. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge, man, I got this issue. Dang, I can't seem to break this. I keep doing the same thing over and over again. I like that stuff way too much. That thing does control me. Being honest with yourself. Once you're honest with yourself, then you can start finding solutions and answers of how you need to deal with that. And sometimes you may not like it, but you're going to know. Most I will let you know. He definitely will. <laughs> I, I went through a major cleanse and now coming out on the other side, I'm so thankful that I was obedient to trust him where he asked me the question, do you believe that I can supply your needs outside of any construct that human beings have created? Do you believe that I can do that? And will you put, will you trust me to do that? And that's what I had to do. And I had to do remedial jobs here and there. I had to do different things as I was coming out. But now the Most High is preparing a pathway where we can, can have autonomy. Because that's the key at the end of the day. Once you have to depend on someone else for your resources, you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We all are in that position in the way that the system is set up. But that's why the power of entrepreneurship, the power of doing for oneself, the power of having other things to help you outside of what you normally would do. It's going to give you the real image of the most high in you, as opposed to the fake image where someone is writing you a check for da, 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 but they can take it. So you, you, you appearing to be like a God, but you really not, you really being handled or you really, um, just a follower. Mm -hmm. So if we want to really tap into our God nature, the first step, as, as we said earlier, acknowledgement, understanding where you are. All right, cool. This is where I am. Now you come up with a plan. I need to slow down on this. And if you don't know what to do, reach out. You, most I will give you answers everywhere. Or you can reach out to us out of Ashan.com, DM us, whatever. Get some help. Get a good community around you. Good, you got to cut off certain people. That's going to be a part of the process regardless. You're going to have to cut yourself off from certain things because that's what's feeding you to be in that predicament where you can't find your way through. And once you do that, then the right people will show up. And, and, it, and it becomes a little difficult. It's like chemo. You got to you got to burn them out. You got to get that those people out and then let the mm-hmm. new people in, let new things happen. If you're blessed like myself, I at least have two or three people in my life who's been there since I was a child. And that's 
that's more wealth than anything that money could ever buy. And I, and the most has blessed me with that, but most of us don't have that. And, um, you may have to make those decisions if you want a family, if you want to have a, a spouse, if you want to create um, uh, a, a living for yourself. You're going to have to make some adjustments. But first, it starts with acknowledgement, seeing where you are and then beginning to develop a plan and being consistent with discipline. Discipline is the most powerful tool. Discipline to principle, understanding that the world operates off of principle and not off of emotion and not off of feelings or what it looks like. Appearance, principle. The principle is this. I'm going to stick with this regardless if I see the result right now. Because as you stick to principle, it will form a new world. Mm-hmm. Let there be light. You form a new world for yourself. And then your perception is changed. And that's, a, that's not an easy process. But being around people who think that way, you, you got out of a shine, we're here. You can check out our old episodes. It's the, it's the, the framework to a lot of this kind of thought process of our own journey of how the most high took us from certain areas of our life and now has brought us into a fullness where we have balance mm-hmm. and that's all it's about everything's about balance so we will catch up with y'all on our next podcast <laughs>